Welcome to the latest episode of Red Devil Talk, the podcast. I'm Jimmy Williams, and today on the show I'm in great company again with my friend, United author and historian, a man who has forgotten more about United than I'd probably know, Roy Kavana. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, Jim. Good to see you again. But I want to talk about Nobby Styles first, who of course sadly passed away this week. His death was met with sadness from United and England fans. Of course, he joined United in 59, signing professional terms the following year, a crucial member of Sir Matt's rebuild. For me, Roy, I think in sport, the word legend is thrown around too much. I think it's overused. It's overused and it's often tagged with people who aren't the fitting of the description. However, for me, I think it's a very applicable term to use for Nobby Styles. Yeah, well, a man that the word legend was actually made made for, really. Um, a working club lad, a Manchester lad, um, who played for his, uh, the team he wanted to play for, um, and just pulled himself up by his own bootlaces, really. You know, hard work, endeavour, drive, desire. We're not, we're not talking here about um, Georgie Best at that time. We're talking about someone who... Uh, who wants to make um, his mark in the game and he uses all his own attributes. But then when he became a player, um, he was a bloody good footballer as well. Um, a team player uh, and a man who, who the word legend uh, was really made for. I had the great pleasure of meeting him. Uh, I used to do a lot of football dinners around the country where I would um, be the host. And of course, alongside me, you'd have all these stars of football and cricket. And, and, and of course, Nobby would walk in, big glasses on, and uh, and it, it, it doesn't, didn't look the epitome of a, of a superstar footballer, which he, which he was. And you're quite right, I'll come back in there, you're quite right about that word legend. I'm not going to name it. But I can think offhand of about four or five United players who may have played in various good teams, May have had a decent career. And now, of course, you have UTVs and everything. Manchester United legends, so-and-so, something. And, well, if they were the legends, we need to find another word for the likes of Nobby, uh, Danny Floor, Bobby Chow, Georgie Best, Ronaldo. I saw a lovely tweet that read Gary Lineker. He said, Nobby's heart was bigger than the gap in his teeth. He meant that affectionately, of course. I thought that was a lovely tweet, though. I mean, in the same, being alongside him at those dinners and then hearing him speak, that was the book I wrote, actually, which was called Speak for Your Dinner. Sadly, it's very hard to get old. Well, sadly or gladly, it's very hard to get old now. But it, it, it covered all the people that I'd, I'd, I'd had sporting dinners with. Um, and Nobby, for example, right from the start, when he when he first signed for Manchester United, his father, Charlie, uh, ran a... Uh, a funeral service, and the day he went to sign at 15 and to meet Jimmy Murphy at Old Trafford, uh, his dad said, well, jump in, son, I'll give you a lift. Now, what he meant about jumping in, son, and I'll give you a lift, was the family hearse that, that they, they did the uh, services with. So young Nobby jumped in the front of the hearse, and he's driving. Now, of course, a, an hearse will have done 25, 30 miles an hour, so no one's overtaking it down the Chester Road and then turning into Warwick Road and then at the top of the forecourt, as it was then, uh, to meet them with Jimmy Murphy. We must have wondered what was happening here as a, as a hearse comes along and, uh, and Nobby jumps out to sign his form. Um, he was a real hero then at United um, when he signed because he signed um, 
just before Munich, I think about the year before Munich. So he was actually at Old Trafford then. And he used to um, have to clean the boot uh, of the players. And his favourite one was, uh, was Eddie Coleman, uh, who he idolised. And, and obviously, like everyone else, he was devastated uh, on the 6th of February when Eddie became one of the people who got killed. But Nobby, I think it was about 1960, he made his debut for United. And what's interesting is that we know him as this hard-tackling and um, defensive um, centre-half, alongside the centre-half, really, um, with, with Billy Fultz at United and um, Jackie Charlton with England. But he, his first game for United was at Bolton Wanderers. played in the number two shirt, right fullback. Um, and then I saw him play at number two, I saw him play at number four, I saw him play at number six, number seven, number eight, and number ten. Because in those first three years, say 1960 till we won the Cup in 63, he, he became a definite utility player. Imagine um, half the size of John O'Shea. He, he was that type of player. O'Shea was the same. He did a great job, whatever. And in 1963... When United won the Cup, Noble played in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth and semi-final, but he didn't play in the final. And the reason was that in the early rounds, third, fourth, fifth and sixth, no, third, fourth and fifth, he, he played at number four because Paddy Cronin signed for United in the February. But the FA Cup that year, he got pushed right back because of a terrible winter. So the FA Cup third round, which would normally have been on the first um, Saturday in January, was actually played at the beginning of March. And you had the site of the third round played one Monday in March, the fourth round played the following Monday, and the fifth round played the following Saturday. So in the space of two weeks, the third, fourth and fifth round were played. And Paddy Crane's registration having signed in February didn't allow him to play until the sixth round. So Nobby played in, in those three games. When it came the sixth round, he played um, in a different position in the side. And then in the semi-final, he even played inside forward um, in, alongside Johnny Gile. Um But then it came to the final and Matt Busby decided that he was going with Albert Quicksall on uh, inside forward. Johnny Giles was on the wing and Paddy Crowley was at four. So Nobby missed out on that. And then a year or so later, 64-65, Busby decided to play permanent number six instead of Maurice Setters. And he formed this great relationship with Billy Forbes. Uh, and in 64-5, they won the league. And Nobby had his first England international. I went to the game. I remember going in April 65 to Wembley to watch. Um, and Nobby talks of uh, in the, the old Wembley tunnel where the teams lined up along, alongside each other and he's bending down pulling his socks up and he looks up and alongside him the Scotland team was Danny Flaw his club mate and he, and he said hi Dennis are you alright Dennis turned around and told him to F off um, because it was he was concentrating on the game and he thought wow um, not 100% certain of this but I think I'm right but nobody kicked Dennis in that game on the Monday night, United played um, the game they should have played on the Saturday. And, and I think Dennis missed the game. And that wasn't too happy because Nobby had injured uh, Dennis Lord on the, on the Saturday. I think I'm right. Of course, the following year, 66, um, World Cup finals. And um, Ralph Ramsey um, relied on Nobby to do 
the job in hand. He played it in all the games. And in fact, he called, nearly called a, um, a, a, a national controversy because in the game against France, yeah, there inside forward, Simon uh, right picking. It may have been that his uh, contact lenses weren't working too good that day. But the French were so so annoyed about this that it got to the to the high level that the French authorities spoke to the English FA, and the FA were mindful of, of uh, getting Ramsey to drop Nobby from the, the quarter final game. But Ramsey stood his ground, um, and he said, "No, I'm the manager, and Nobby Styles is playing." This team. It's interesting at that point, uh, we talk about the man who's a legend, but right, I titled uh, this book, or oh, Nobby's chapter in this book, there he is, oh, I don't know if you can see it, can you see it? I can see it, yeah. Yeah, and it's the, uh, the legend with three names, because he actually had three names, in that his, his real name is Norbert, uh, and there weren't many young Norberts running around the streets of Manchester, I'm sure, but he was he was called Norbert. And Sir Alf Ramsey always called him Norbert. Now, Matt Busby called him Norbert, which may have been the Scottish influence of the word. But of course, all the fans and supporters uh, called him Norbert. Um, and obviously, he got over the French thing, uh, and, and, and England won the, won the World Cup. Um, and then he concentrated on two years after with uh, his great friend Bobby Charlton and winning the European Cup um, for United. And, and all stages, you can have your best Lord Charlton's, you can have your Bobby Moore's and your Hattrick Jeffers and Gordon Banks, but at all stages, an integral part of both those triumphs was Nobby Styles. A great, great player, great bloke. Um, of course, after he finished his, his time at United, I'm, I'm doing a, a book now um, for a publisher in London who wants um, a big glossy book on the whole story of United in the 70s. And, and Nobby left to join Middlesbrough in 71, which is nearly 50 years ago, of course. You've got to remember that. It's a long while ago. Um, but he's been never never been forgotten. And um, he, even, he went to Preston as well. Um, and then he came back and Ferguson knew him what became the class of 92. Um, so, you know, a, a, a massive impact on the history of Manchester United and football. I spoke to Ben Thornley. He said Nobby Styles was a crucial part of the class of 92's development. Yes, he was. Um, because if you were Mickey Butt, um, Gary Neville, Beckham, Scholes, all of those around that, the memory still of England winning the World Cup in 1966, and certainly United winning the European Cup in 1968, was st- was still there. If you're a football player, a young lad, you know you would have you would have known of that. Uh, and so to have him alongside you, giving advice, and, and I would have thought he gave it in a really good, constructive uh, manner. Um, and you'd listen to it. Nobby Styles, a Manchester United legend. A word that, as Roy alluded to, was made for Nobby. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed Roy's stories of Nobby as much as I did. And I thought a fitting way to conclude this episode was to include some messages from some of the United players who knew him and who worked under him. This is Pat McGibbon here. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting Nobby in 1992 when I first went over to Manchester United. Um, whilst Nobby didn't coach me, um, he always had time, and especially for those lads settling in. He always had to ask how they were getting on. Um, whether they were settling in their digs 
and he just was a great man. Um, regardless of his football ability and obviously winning the, the, the World Cup was terrific, but he was just a good, good man. Rest in peace, Nobby. Hi, this is Ben Thornley, part of the class of 92. Um, I was really, really sad to learn about Nobby's death. Um, he was a tremendous influence on my career, as well as I'm sure so many others. His love and enthusiasm for Man United was a beacon for us all to follow. He instilled the passion and character you needed to succeed at Man United and coupled this with being so humble about his own immense achievements as a player, as well as being an absolute gentleman of the highest order. My only hope now is that Nobby may rest in peace and the suffering that his family have been through over the years, they can now sit back with a huge smile on their face and fondly remember Nobby for the great human being that he was. God bless Nobby. Hi, Billy Morgan here. Nobby, if you're listening, pal, you were one of the nicest people I ever met. And Man United and the world is a sad place without you. Hi, Jimmy, it's Chris Casper. Just remembering uh, Nobby, um, just what a great man he was. Really humble, down to earth, caring. Um, you know, he, he would, whether it was a, a B team game, it didn't make a difference to him. You know, when he took your training, when he took you for games. Uh, so passionate about the game, so passionate about developing young players. But I think the most important thing, and uh, the one thing I always remember about Nobby is, the, the way that he got to know you, um, the way that he understood young players and the way that he cared for you more than anything. And um, it was just a, an absolute privilege, not just to play for, but to know as a, as a man. And uh, he'd, be, he'd be sadly missed. But, um, you know, really fond memories of, of Nobby. Obviously, a, a great man, a great, um, you know, won, won, won a lot of um, honours, obviously won the World Cup. The European Cup, the league, fantastic career, and um, you know what a what a career he had. But most importantly, I think just what a caring caring guy he was, and, and what a great human being. Thanks for listening to Red Devil Talk. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode and don't forget you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Red Devil Talk. If you listen on an Apple device, please consider leaving a review and a five-star rating. If you have any questions or comments or want more information on Red Devil Talk podcasts, you can get in touch via email at reddevilTalkMedia at gmail.com. The Red Devil Talk podcasts are a Red Devil Talk Media production.